the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise episode, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast, and we're going to the nation's capital. And there are hopefully going to be some fireworks for the home team in this game, unless you're a Giants fan. They've owned... Uh, this series in recent efforts over the last couple of years. But we got the football giants going up against the fighting footballs of Washington. Lundy, we've seen some line movement, and it's kind of you know juggled back and forth. Uh, the line had dropped to minus three for Washington with a total of 40, 40 and a half. Uh, that total has now come up to 41. And at DraftKings, at tape time of this podcast on Thursday morning, Washington, oh, yes, our old friend, yar, Captain Hook, has re-entered the chat. It's minus three and a half for the fight football. So give me a pick on the side and give me a game score prediction, my friend. Oh, this one, this is going to be interesting. First of all, on the on the uh, on the on the total, I'm going under on this one. This just feels like I, we talked about this on yesterday's pod. I have this vision of these teams moving between the 20s and then stalling. Um, and we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about that, actually, with a couple of bonus time picks that I've got for you. So I'm going to go, Brad, with a final of 23 to 13. Um, which is going to play right into my bonus time when we get to that, uh, which means I am taking Washington uh, minus three, minus three and a half. I don't know. You want to alt line it to minus five and a half, minus six and a half. I'll yeah. do it because I don't because I don't think the Giants uh, are going to be able to keep it within a touchdown. So uh, obviously the three and a half I'm comfortable with on the normal line. But uh, I, I think Washington is actually going to win this somewhat comfortably in what might be a kind of ugly Thursday night game. Yeah, that uh, should be expected, uh, again, with the suppressed total overall. Short week to prepare. You got a couple of ding stars in this game, most notably a guy named Saquon Barkley, who we're going to get to coming up in our Fade 5. I'm with you on the football team, man. Uh, WFT, I think, is going to win this thing and cover uh, maybe with ease. Uh, I've got it at 23-16, to 16, uh, so you do the math, carry the one. That's 39, uh, so I'm going to take the under as well on the 41. But, yeah, I'm with you. Some of those alt lines uh, could be a ton of fun, and if you're interested in those, uh, right now at DraftKings, uh, like Washington to lay 5.5 plus 120, for example, right there, and, and I think that's achievable. So, again, you and I, symbiotic, hand-in-hand, we're back in Washington and Taylor Heineke. We're going to lay the chalk here, and we're both going to tuck under the 41 total. Sprint out the blocks with those two picks already logged in the books. Let's get to it with the Fade Five. Number five. Well, Andy, it is a hashtag tequila Thursday, and the Anejo is going to run very, very smoothly, and hopefully so will this individual Taylor Heineke, the pride of Old Dome. Uh, he's an Old Dominion monarch. And the over-under here, we're not going to focus so much on pass yards or any kind of vertical performance at all. Uh, I love the over on 21 and a half rush yards. Now, this is now juiced up to minus 130 at Caesars Sportsbook. You know, something we constantly preach here. Uh, from the pulpit of the Faith That Always podcast, you got to get early on player props. If you were, 
you know, 24 hours before this line changed, you would have scored a hell of a deal because the line was at 18 and a half, 19 and a half at some of the books, and the juice was standard, either minus 110, minus 115. Now the juice is uh, spiked, and so has the line overall, but I still think Heineke should land in the 25 to 30 rush yards range. A guy that's got some sneaky opportunistic legs. He ran a 4 6 7 40 yard dash uh, at his pro day back in the day. One of the premium backups in the NFL. Uh, he has been over this number uh, the last couple of times out with significant playing time, and most notably the wild card round last season against Tampa Bay, in which he trucked for 46 yards and a TD on the ground last week at a couple of quarters of play and relief of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Three carries for 17 yards. And you look at the Giants, man. They have been susceptible to quarterbacks who uh, decide, hey, I'm going to tuck this ball and sprint up the field. Teddy Bridgewater last week had 19 and five of the last six games stretching back to last year. Uh, quarterbacks have gone well over even 21 and a half rush yards. So Lundy, fade or follow Taylor Heineke over 21.5 ground yards, minus 130 at Caesar Sportsbook. I am all about this one. I'm with you. I got it at uh, 19 and a half. Yes. But I think he I think he actually gets into those low to mid 20s by the time this is done. So I think even if you're coming in late and you're looking at 21 and a half, go ahead and jump on this one, folks. Uh, obviously, some value when it was down in the teens. But I still think there's some value here for you, even at the minus 130. Get on this because the Giants will allow that quarterback to scramble. And I think Heineke may be doing that tonight. Get you uh, a nice early ticket to cash. Bust your hump on the ground. Heineke, number four. All right, let's move on to a player that is uh, much discussed right now and kind of a center of controversy, uh, Lundy. That is C. Quan Barkley. Oh, and I pour one out for the poor fantasy folks who felt that, oh, Saquon, always start your studs, Lundy. Had to be in their lineup last week because, as we've been reporting all summer long, he was going to be eased in, and that was certainly the case against the Denver Broncos. And beat writers are still saying, look, it is highly unlikely he's going to be fully unleashed tonight. The line, and there's only one book right now that has it at tape time, and that is FanDuel. It's 49 and a half rush yards for Barkley, and I'm still on the under here. Minus 114 again at FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, last week he played 47.5% of the snaps. You're going to get a heavy dose of Devontae Booker. Uh, this team could be scoreboard chasing, at least through our lens of how this game is going to play out. And you look at Saquon last week, uh, you could tell that he was rusty. And he was not his old self. Just 2.30 yards of the contact per attempt. Forced a couple of missed tackles overall on just 11 touches. Only had 10 attempts on the ground for the 26 rush yards. And you look at the fighting footballs last week. Uh, they held Austin Eckler mostly in check. Now, I know he had a nice fantasy day, though he didn't strangely catch a ball or was even targeted out of the backfield. Uh, but they held L.A. Chargers running backs at Washington. 25 carries, 91 yards. Did give up the touchdown to Eckler, but that shakes out to just 3.64 yards per carry yielded. So in the end, I think Barkley's going to be maybe south of 40 yet again, and people are going to be like, oh, hell no. Why did I draft this guy for fantasy purposes? And they're probably going to pivot to player props the rest of the season. <laughs> if that's the case, Lenny, uh, to sustain their gamification entertainment. So fade or follow, Barkley uh, not going to bang out 49 rush yards, minus 114 at FanDuel. 
I never would have guessed I'd be making this pick if we were going back, you know, a year and a half ago. But yeah, right. I, unfortunately, I'm going to have to follow on this one because until I can see it, I, I don't trust it. And I know fantasy owners uh, are losing their hair uh, going in that transition. From I don't know that feeling, like, Bundy. I yeah, lost going, mine a long going, time ago. Well, they're they're trans. They're transitioning from me to you is what they're doing uh, <laughs> as they lose their hair. Uh, so I, I'm going to follow on this one. I, I, I think he may get closer. I, I, you're talking about maybe not even getting 40. I think he may get closer to this 50 number than we think. But I'm going to go ahead and follow on this one. Not, I'm not breaking out the sledgehammer because you never know. Um, speaking of sledgehammers, you know, Saquon Barkley's legs. Uh, so yeah. uh, it, it's highly possible. But at least at this point with what I've seen, with what happened against the Broncos last week for the Giants, short week, et cetera. Uh, they are easing him in. I'll go ahead and follow. Stay under on the 49 and a half. Yeah, he's like the 10 man for the Wizard of Oz, man. In desperate need of some grease, some oil. It ain't going to happen tonight, folks. Number three. All right, let's stick with the Giants. And one guy that could make you a G if you back him. Uh, that is the smooth, sexy, saxophone sounds of one Kenny G. Uh, that is Kenny Galladay. I'm going to take the over on 51 and a half receiving yards. Uh, I pulled this from, from points bet. It is now juiced up to minus 125, Lundy, because the line is too low. Now, week one, easily surpassed this. Six targets, four catches, 64 yards. Did not score. Remember, he had some of those soft tissue issues late in training camp of the preseason, and he wasn't even sure he was going to be able to suit up in week one, but uh, went out there and performed pretty well. Now, you look at the secondary of Washington. Uh, they got burned last week by Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Uh, William Jackson played extraordinarily well, gave up just a 20.8 pass rate to his assignments, but it's Benjamin St. Juiced, kid out of Minnesota, uh, who was the one that was torched like a creme brulee, targeted 10 times, gave up seven catches for 94 yards and a 132.9 passer rating to his assignment. So in those golden opportunities that Galladay lines up against St. Juiced, uh, I think Daniel Jones, uh, provided he's actually protected, will fire down the field and get a couple of chunk gains and push this total at 51.5 over. So fade or follow, Kenny Galladay over 51.5 receiving yards, minus 125 a points bet. Uh, I will follow, but I don't know that he's going to have uh, a whole lot of production tonight. I just think with Galladay, it can happen all at once. Yeah, uh, and therefore, can. I think that yeah. that's why this 51 and a half will wind up working. So I'll roll with you on the 51 and a half. I think he gets above this number. You talked about his totals last week. Um, and I think that this is one that will be forgiving for Washington. I think he can. I, I think he surpasses this. It just may not be that he hammers the daylights out of it. But you should hammer this bet because this is too low. Stick around for our top picks on Thursday Night Football. Plus, Lundy's riding a <laughs> heater in Major League Baseball in bonus time. Number two. All right, back to the Thursday Night Football throwdown uh, between division rivals, the New York Giants, and the Washington Fighting Footballs. Uh, let's uh, focus our attention back on Washington. And I think one of Taylor Heideke's uh, favorite targets in this game is going to be scary Terry McLaurin. He's going to put a fright into the opposition. Give me the over, not on receptions, not on receiving yards, but 23 and a half yards on his longest catch. Minus 110 at DraftKings. Uh, you look at what he did last week. Four targets, four catches, 62 yards. And he had one of the sickest grabs you will ever see 
uh, you know, bending, contorting his body, uh, the concentration, the focus on the football as he is parallel to the ground with a defender draped all over him, and Heineke dropped that dime right into his hands. Uh, that was for a 34-yard chunk gain. And you could see something of that nature unfold tonight as McLaurin averaged 15.5 yards per target last week. Uh, you look last season, he only had seven catches uh, in 16 games played, including the playoffs, of 20 or more yards. But if he gets any piece of James Bradbury in this game, he could depant him because Bradbury was humiliated last week, targeted seven times, allowed six catches for 65 yards and a 144.9 passer rating. So Heineke, who's got kind of a gunslinger mentality, similar to Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's got a nice little rhythm and flow with Terry McLaurin. I think they're going to connect on a long bomb and score this guy some cold, hard cash. So, Lundy, you got to tail me here, fade or follow. Terry McLaurin over, longest catch, 23 and a half yards, minus 110 at DraftKings. Give me a good 30. Come on. Yeah. Just Bomb it down the field, man. I actually kind of like this one. I like going off the beaten path, finding these funky bets that you can do on these player props. Longest catch for McLaurin. I do think that he can get past this number. For a little while, I was nervous, and then, I don't know, maybe the coffee kicked in this morning, and I just decided, <laughs> ah, screw it. Give me Scary Terry to get at least 24-plus on the catch because, yes, last week's highlight real catch was insane. <laughs> Crazy, Your body's man. not supposed to be able to do no. that, uh, and his does. So, yeah, he took the over. Uh, I think we take the over on this one and manage to cash on a nice long catch. Let's hope it happens early so we can turn around and, you know, reinvest that money into other stupid live bets. Bet on Washington's Gumby. Damn it. Number one. All right, sticking with Washington uh, and my favorite bet on the board tonight, although there's a lot of bonus time, and you're going to find out here momentarily because you and I can't risk, resist uh, just you know placing, what, seven bets in total so far? We got the fade five and the two at the beginning of the show. So, yeah, we're going to have probably a 12-pack uh, by the end of the program today. But number one in the fade five for me, Antonio Gibson. Over 15.5 rush attempts, minus 120 at BetMGM. This one's inexplicable to me, Lundy. Last week, uh, 20 carries, 90 yards. Uh, did not find the end zone. Hella didn't even register a single red zone touch. We discussed this yesterday on the pod, but I think he's going to remedy that in a hurry. He had seven evaded tackles in the game, that was the third most for any running back in week one. 3.55 yards after contact per attempt. That was a top 10 mark as well. Played on 68% of the team snaps and had an 83.3% opportunity share. In other words, uh, the rumors that he was going to be utilized like Christian McCaffrey that Kyle Allen threw out there, Ron Rivera did before the season began. Well, they're kind of true, and you look at the Giants last week, and I know a lot of it came on one 70-yard run from Melvin Gordon, but it all counts the same. It all gets baked in the same cake here. Gave up 25 carries, 146 yards, and a touchdown to Denver running back. So I think Gibson and what could be a positive game script, particularly in the second half, and don't worry about the ding-wing. He was full go in practice yesterday. I think he's back there in the 18 to 22 rush attempts range, comfortably sailing over this 15.5 rush attempts line. So fade or follow on that, minus 120 at BetMGM. 
I will roll with it, but you know how much I hate doing nothing but follows in the Fade 5. I mean, I tried. I was looking around. I'm like, what can I not follow, Brad? No, all of these are pretty good bets, man. I got to give you – got to tip the cap to you uh, this morning. So we're screwed. I will follow, we're screwed. I will, exactly. I will follow you anyway, uh, despite the fact that something tells me I probably should have disagreed with everything you just said. Yeah, I, I think you're exactly right. And uh, unfortunately, if you fade us uh, for our sake, you will make a ton of money and you and I are going to be pouring destitute by the end of the night. So we're going to have to make it up right now. Let's do it in bonus time. Feed me, Lundy. Feed me. <laughs> Let's start off with football. We got a college game tonight as well. The line moved. It was what I said was going to happen. It's now Ohio plus 21. So I am going to take Ohio plus the 21. I think it's too many points. Uh, we talked about that on yesterday's pod. Major yeah. League Baseball hot 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 so let's yes. see if we can do it again we were three Frigo. for three yesterday let's see if we can do it again here is a two-legger for you got the there's not a lot of uh, night baseball by the way so i didn't have a lot to choose from uh houston run line that's minus one and a half tampa money line put those two together it's a plus 157 and if you're feeling frisky add in the yankees and turn it into a plus 260 on a three-legger and i talked about the uh, score prediction and so did you brad which means what field goals I will take over. I will take over one and a half field goals for each kicker tonight. You can get Graham Gano at minus 105. You can get Dustin Hopkins at minus 115. And DraftKings has a boost for you. If Gano and Hopkins each have six points in the box score, they've got that boosted to plus 140. So give me all the kicker points tonight. Oh, yeah. Daddy want, daddy need, daddy got to have it on a kicker. Sure, or both kickers in this uh, case. I, I like that one quite a bit. We uh, hit on a kicker prop member on Monday, so let's keep the good times rolling there. Uh, the odds boost on Chase Young to record a sack at DraftKings plus 120. Oh, hell yeah, that's worth a ticket. Uh, I know that uh, the footballs uh, shockingly only applied uh, pressure on Justin Herbert on 12.2% of his dropbacks in week one, uh, but Young had five and a half sacks last season, and he did register a sack in one of the two games against the G-Men last year, and we know how friendly that front is for New York. So I'm going to take advantage of the plus 120 for him to get a single sack or more. Sterling Shepard, over four and a half catches. Now, I got this earlier in the week at minus 135. It's just kind of high. It's at minus 154, uh, and that one is at Vandal. So maybe you want to slap this together in a same-game parlay. You know, reduce the juice, get seduced by it. But I do like the over here. Nine targets last week, seven catches, 113 yards against that Denver Broncos secondary, which I think is going to be one of the better units in the NFL this season. He's got to get a lot of Kendall Fuller out of the slot, who gave up 1.56 yards per snap and a 96.5 passer rating. And week one against the Chargers. And last and certainly not least, I told you I'm all about Antonio Gibson tonight. Uh, and I'm going to take a first half touchdown, Lundy, plus 270. Pulled this one at DraftKings. I think the fighting football is going to get up early on the Giants. I think it's going to be ball to belly near the goal line. Uh, he's going to find the chalk, and he is going to surpass it and score me six and a winning ticket. I understand, again, zero red zone touches last week, but 23 touches in total. And the New York Giants against the Broncos giving up that 5.84 yards per carry uh, last week. And don't forget, too, 11 touchdowns Antonio Gibson scored last night. Hell, this could be what he had like against Dallas last year. He just went nuts. I could see him doing the same under the prime time lights. And that, good sir, is a wrap on this edition of the Feed the Noise podcast. Uh, please follow Lundy on Twitter, at Nate Lundy. Check me out there as well, at Noisy Huevos. 
Drop us a rating and a review if you enjoy this podcast. Uh, or if you make it some money, fading or following us. Oh, and speaking of, as always, until next time, fade or follow. That is up to you. Fade the noise.